everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, it's Larry and James from WS Trades doing our weekly podcast. How you doing, James? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Survived last week. Gotcha. So uh, let's just jump right into it. You want to go over the plays you had? Did you have anything closing out uh, last week? Yeah, I did have a couple things that I was able to profit on. Um, I made a small profit on UNG. Um, I had that thing open for a while. I want to say a month or maybe six weeks or something. I had that thing open for a while and uh, it was looking great most of the time. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to hold this thing because it's just kind of been trading in between nine and 10 bucks. Most of the time I've been holding it. So there were several times there where like it was at a 50% profit. There may have even been a time where it was a little higher, like maybe a 60 or a 70%. And I was just like, uh, this thing doesn't move much. It's pretty low price uh, ETF. So I'm just going to ride it out and see what happens. And of course, last week, the week of expiration, they just exploded up to like 11 bucks or something. <laughs> I was like, of course, they're going to do this. And I think on like, it was like Thursday or something, they hit 11. And I was like, ah, this is ridiculous. Like, come on. And then on Friday, they finally sold off a little bit and started to come back to earth. So I made a really small, I don't know if it was like a 10 or 15% profit. It was really small. It's like 15 or 20 bucks or something. But um, at least I made a profit and it didn't stay up there like around 11. Um, So that was a small profit for me. And then I did have um, a couple other plays. Uh, where I was able to go max profit. One of them uh, was on Snapchat. I know we had talked about that, and uh, they were making a big run-up before earnings, and we were chatting about that, and I was just like, ah, I, you know, we've seen this a lot before, and I've sold call spreads on that stuff before, and that's what I did again. So I was able to get filled on like a 66 short call, uh, one wide. Um, I think it was like 20 bucks or something, and uh, – yeah, they made a pretty good run on Friday. Uh, I want to say they finished around 64, 65. So they did pretty good, but they never quite made it up to the 66 short call. So um, I was able to go max profit on that. And then I had a, um, an iron condor that I sold on DIA. And they were riding kind of high, but um, I want to say my short call was like 314 or something. And they finished around 310 or 311. So um I think I sold that thing for like 30 or 40 bucks. I don't know what it was, but um, it was uh, max profit as well. And then I did have a few things that bit me. So after the um, uh, sell-off, that nasty sell-off that we had, I think it was like two weeks ago, I went out and I think I just sold one white iron condors on IWM and QQQ. And then everything rallied hard and cooked. 
So I did get hit on QQQ and IWM. They were just one wides, but they were so deep in the money. I didn't even close out. I just let them go through to expiration um, and took the max loss on them. Um, so those ones kind of bit me, but I also had made that uh, futures trade on M&Q, which easily took care of these two losing points, you know, whatever I, um, whatever loss I had uh, after these two, you know, max loss plays and then those three winning plays, um, the M&Q contract I bought wiped it out and easily took care of it. I think I'm up like 1300 on that thing right now because futures are green tonight again. So um, I'm glad I went long on that thing because it definitely took care of the uh, QQQ and IWM that bit me. So um, I also got in, I opened up, they weren't closing plays, but I did also go long on uh, silver. So I think I bought a deep in the money call on SLV that expires January of like 2023. So I was kind of thinking go like long-term on that. Um, I also did the same for gold. So I think it was IAU. I bought a deep in the money call for January 23. And then um, I think Fisker as well. Um, I know you've been playing them a lot and I'm just thinking about kind of where things are going with EV. And I know there's been different things going on. Like I know in California, uh, there's some kind of a plan to get rid of the gas powered vehicles maybe. And I think that might be coming in other places as well within the U S I was just kind of thinking, wow, like Fisker is so cheap right now at like 15 bucks. So I bought a deep in the money call, I believe January, 2023 as well. So I did open up those positions. Um, so yeah, I'm planning on kind of holding those probably long-term and maybe see, you know, where those are at in a couple of years. Um, hopefully, you know, they'll be in a good spot, but um, I think that pretty much covers the stuff I had expiring and some new stuff that I had opened up. Um, so yeah, I've still got the M and Q contract open, which is good because they're cooking. So um, yeah, I think that's going to be a long-term play for me as well. It's uh, we're in the March uh, expiration right now on the future. So I'm probably just going to hold that long and look to roll it the second week of March or whenever people are rolling over their um, futures contracts to the uh, next expiration. So, yeah, I'll probably make uh, that M&Q uh, long-term play as well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows the index is just typically will, you know, long-term at least, they're going to keep on going up. So, yeah, if you can keep on rolling out and, keep that contract open. You're going to make money. Um, let's see. I'll go over my stuff. The only thing I had, I ended up those two penny stocks that I had. I don't remember the takers on them. Uh, I closed those out for a profit. They both popped. I don't remember which one it was. I'm trying to look it up, but they just went crazy. And I didn't even know, like I didn't, when I opened the positions, I didn't know what they were, what companies they were. I was just testing out a theory uh, that I had. <clears throat> and so I just opened up very small positions on them. And this one bio company just the Thursday and Friday just blasted off like 20 something percent. So I was in, uh, ended up selling those shares I had on uh, both penny stocks I had for a profit. And then, the only options plays I had was FSR. I had a uh, 1450, I think 1350 
uh, put credit spread that went max profit. Uh, I think that was like 27 bucks. I had a uh, put credit spread on Snap that expired next week, but they just kind of blasted off so hard. I was able to close that out a week early. Uh, it only cost me two bucks to get the contract back. And the same thing with uh, Apple. I had a put credit spread on them. And Apple, after that you know, news story came out that they were going to work on an autonomous vehicle, you know, they, I think they were up three or four bucks and Apple. So, uh, liquid, it was, I was able to close that out a week early and buy the contract back for, uh, two bucks as well. And that's all I had last week, which last week was good. You know, it didn't have any losers and everything kind of went my way. So hopefully keep that going into this week. Is there anything, are you looking at anything going into next week or do you have anything expiring next week? Um, yeah, let me see. I think I do have a couple things. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting just on what you were saying about, I, I remember watching your, uh, kind of update towards the end of the week, uh, that you had put on the YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, I remember you saying it was like all winners this week, which is, uh, pretty awesome. And, uh, I think it's funny that we both played snap, like you played the put side, <laughs> I played the call side and then it finished in between. So that's definitely like, uh, the great thing about the earnings and stuff and kind of taking more of a neutral position like that. Like a lot of times you can play the call side or play the put side or just throw up an iron condor and like, yeah, the premium is so good that you can go so far away from your money and then, you know, end up work, you know, end up going max profit like we did pretty much. So, um, yeah, it's kind of funny how we both both played it, but different sides (laughs) and worked out. Snap was insane. I was watching, uh, after out on, they announced on Thursday and I was watching, I think it was Bloomberg TV. I was like, okay, come on, Snap, let's, let's do this. And all of a sudden, they came back with good earnings and just mm-hmm. sold off, which we've seen with a lot of companies where they have these massive run-ups going mm-hmm. into earnings. And then they have these massive sell-offs and they mm-hmm. ended up going uh, to oh, what the hell was my strike? Uh, my short put was 50 and they ended up mm-hmm. going to 49 at some point right after earnings. I was like, Oh my God, dude, this is good news. And they're selling off this hard. And then, right. Well, sure enough, like every company with earnings, there's massive profit taking. And then, you know, they bounce to about where they started off. It's it's crazy to look at these charts and it, through earnings like you see this massive run up. And then right when they announce earnings, there's a massive dip and a spike. And then at the end of the day, they finish about where the hell they fin- they started out. So <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> right. I remember we were watching, I think, the the charts or whatever right after market closed and uh that one candle on snap just exploded like this big green candle and you were telling me oh i should short right now because that thing's coming right back down <laughs> then like a minute later yeah it just came right back down and then they sold off super hard and then yeah like you're saying they essentially kind of came up back to where they were so um yeah some of those candles on the earnings things are like pretty crazy to look at um i was pulling up my open stuff and it does look like i do have a call spread on dia 
um, expiring this Friday and 315 is the short. Um, they're pretty close to that right now. So that one, yeah, we'll kind of see how that one works out. That one might be pretty close um, to going in the money soon here. If the things do not, you know, if the markets don't cool down a little bit or the major indexes, cause uh, yeah, they're all futures are cooking right now. Um, let me see if I have anything else that's actually a Feb 12. I don't know. I know I got a lot of stuff lined up for Feb 19th, but yeah, that might be my only actual February 12th play. Let me see here. Yeah, I think everything else is Feb 19th. So I'm probably going to look to put up some more stuff. Um, I was taking a look at some earnings coming up. Um, I'll have to check the calendar to be sure on these. I know these are within the next seven days. Some of these might not be this week, but the following week as well. But I do see Disney, um, Toyota, Coca-Cola's on there, KO, um, Cisco, Pepsi, um, Uber's in there, Fidelity, uh, S&P Global, Equinix. So yeah, there's definitely some big names for sure within the next seven days coming up on earnings. So I'll probably look to put some, maybe sell some iron condors or maybe just play one side, maybe sell a put spread or um, sell a call spread on some of the stuff. It looks like Zillow's in there as well. Um, O'Reilly Auto Parts is another one. Fujifilm, yeah, there's definitely some big names coming up. So I'll probably be looking at some of these tickers and when the market is open and get a look at some good uh, or some realistic pricing on some of this stuff. Um, yeah, definitely some of these tickers I might be putting some plays on. Was um, there anything that or anything specific that you had in mind coming up this week? Yeah, there was... Let me pull this up real quick. I know for sure I'm going to be running. I think I'm going to do kind of an uneven iron condor on spy mm -hmm. because they're so liquid. I think there's going to be a pullback really soon. Like they're it's, all the indexes are just riding way too high. So mm -hmm. I'm going to do an iron condor probably like, I don't know, probably like 20% uh, probability of being in the money on the calls and then go down to like 10% on the puts. Mm -hmm. um, Tan, I'm going to be opening a put credit spread on them. I, I think they're going to, the hell is that watch list? Um, oh, here we go. I think they're probably going to come down a bit more probably mm -hmm. test like 113 ish area. Mm -hmm. But after that, I think they're going to just pop right back off. They, uh, they seem like they're definitely in an uptrend. Uh, they're, you know, um, solar. So I think anything right now, uh, clean energy and stuff is, is going to be moving higher. Um, QCLN also same thing. I'm going to do a put credit spread on them. Oh, which other one was I looking at? Oh, ICLN same thing. They're looking like they're probably going to start making a move higher. So probably put credit spread on them as well. 
and then I didn't. I'm trying, uh, like, I'm trying real hard to be kind of neutral on stuff. Like, if I like uh, beta waiting, I want to. If I mm-hmm. have a call spread open, mm-hmm. have you know a, a bearish position in something else open, also in case you know something mm-hmm. happens. But it's like so hard for me to find uh, bearish stuff right now, man. Mm-hmm. This market, everything just wants to run to the moon. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. We had a little bit of a pullback there. It was, I guess, not this last uh, week, but the week before that, we definitely had the big kind of a sell-off, and then things just came right back to the all-time highs again. So, yeah, I bet, like you're saying, you're probably seeing a lot of stuff that's just looking bullish. And, uh, yeah, you were mentioning the QCLN and ICLN. I actually sold a two-wide put spread on ICLN, um, I want to say, two, three weeks ago. And, yeah, they've been popping because 28 was my short put and 26 was my long. And now I'm at, like, a, I don't know what it is, an 80% profit. Like, it's almost max profit because they popped off so hard. So, um, yeah, I've actually got that play open right now. It expires February 19th. I'm probably going to let it ride since there's such a good range. But, um, yeah, I think you're right on uh, the clean energy stuff. That stuff is probably set to uh, go up. Definitely, you know, how some things are going with, like, the oil industry and, you know, other stuff like immediate clean energy. So, yeah. I could definitely see, you know, after this, uh, I get out of this position on ICLN, I might just come and sell a very similar put spread on them because this one worked out great. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at FSR too, man. I've played them so many times. If you look at this chart, they are like, they have these moments when they just pop off mm-hmm. and, you know, they run up to 18 bucks from 15 in a day. But they, if you look at the chart, like on the daily, this thing mm-hmm. is in such a channel. I feel like this thing, if and hopefully it's to the way that I want it to move, which would be mm-hmm. to the upside. But mm-hmm. I think when this thing finally pops, it's going to go freaking hard. Like I could see it making a new high once, you know, something, once it's done consolidating, this thing's going to go nutty. Yeah, looking at the chart right now, I went all the way out to the 180-day, four-hour. And yeah, they've been touching this 1450 area on the bottom side since like, what is this, December? I don't know, December 10th or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they've been, t- they touched that and then up and down and up and down and up and down. So yeah, they've been in this range in between about 1450 and about 18 for... Oh my goodness. It's almost two months now or something or about two months. So yeah, they're like, I don't even have the Bollinger bands up right now, but like, Oh my goodness, they're just tiding or trading in this really tight window hanging right around that level. So yeah, I think definitely like they're set for a breakout for sure. Yeah. And that 1450, man, that's my bread and butter. They'll cause they'll come get really close to it or touch it. And then you Mm -hmm. can sell a put on that thing for Mm -hmm. hella money because they, you know, they make this massive move up and then have this massive Mm -hmm. sell off to 1450 sell that put. And you, it's golden because everyone's looking at it and they're like, Oh my God, they're selling off. They're going to hit, 
ten dollars a gun, and all of a sudden, bam, they hit fourteen fifty or just below it, and shoot right back up. It's crazy. So yeah, that fourteen fifty is my ticket. I've made money off of that shit. Or sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> many times. Yeah, that's some decent two months uh, long term support for sure. So yeah, that's definitely. And I even see when it went back to, um, I'm looking in November, like early November, like around the election time, they had this kind of a crazy explosion, but that was even like a uh, longer term resistance that busted through. So like back in early November, that 1450 area was long term resistance that got crushed, you know, and the price flew through there. And when they made that run, they went up to like almost 24 and then right after that, you know, came down. And yeah, since then, it's just been, you know, that longer term support. So, um, yeah, when you look at it being that resistance way back in November, taking that kind of into effect, I mean, that's a, like an important line for months and months. So, yeah, and they've got something. They're going to be in some, um, I think it's Goldman's. Oh, let me pull it up. Yeah, Goldman Sachs uh, Technology and Internet Virtual Conference. So oh. hopefully, you know, that good news gets them to pop again. Because I know you've got that that call. Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, yeah, I just think with the price that they're at right now around that, you know, 15 level. I mean, I was thinking of, you know, I could have done shares or something, but. It's just like less capital to just get the, the in the money call option and kind of take that route. So, you know, only have to put up about half the capital and I get a couple years for it to do something. So, yeah, I just think that's a, a you know, really cheap price to get into them if they do end up doing really well. It's like, ah, I can throw 700 bucks at it or something. And, you know, if they don't end up doing so well, I'm not having to put up a ton of capital. And then if they, you know, end up popping pretty good or doing pretty well, then, you know, I can make out pretty good with uh, one contract and make a decent profit on it. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, with that much time left, um, it'll get into a pretty nice profit at some point. Yeah, EV is super hot right now, and I get it. Uh, Fisker, when I first started playing them it was because you know i thought okay they're like a cheaper ev get -hmm. into them you know make some plays and the options pay well because they're you know they were volatile as could be and now they're just Mm kind of hanging around but i know they have an suv coming out and it's like i believe it's like half the price of the tesla uh (coughs) sorry suv so Mm -hmm but it doesn't come out for, I want to say another year. So I think these guys need to start pushing on the, the press, like, Hey, this is where we're at on this. This is when this has come out. This is the features for them mm-hmm. to keep afloat. But guys like, uh, Neo. Oh my God, man. I owned a hundred shares of them when they were at $3 and 30 cents. And yeah, I bought them because I was like, they make, I saw a picture of the cars. I was like, holy crap, these are cool cars. And right. at the end of the day, I was like, well, I really don't give a crap if, you know, I'm just in the market to make money. Mm-hmm. So 
I think they're going to do good, but I really don't care. I just want their shares to jump. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I saw, every time I played them, I made money. And they just mm-hmm. kept booming and booming and booming. So I'd buy 100 shares at uh, – I've done it at like $3.30. I've done it at 14 bucks. I've done it at several different prices they were at. Mm-hmm. But I just saw that they, they're going to start expanding. They're going to come to America. And they have a really cool uh, – the way I don't know if you've looked at their the way they charge or the charging stations they have. Mm-hmm. It's not really a charging station. You pull your car in and it pulls your battery out from the bottom, puts a charge battery in. And I believe it takes like five minutes and mm-hmm. boom, you got a fully charged battery, you're on your way. So oh, those wow. Yeah, it's I'm even though they're well allegedly high, you know, from three dollars and thirty cents. <laughs> I'm and they could be, you know, that stock could keep on going up, man. I mean, especially if you look at stuff like Tesla, like Tesla, <laughs> I think their cars are cool. Yeah. I think spaceships are cool. You know, everything Elon's doing, <laughs> but mm-hmm. are, are they priced properly? I don't think so. I think they are one of the most overpriced stocks there is. Yeah. The, what is it? The PE ratio is like 1600 or something last time I looked. So, <laughs> The crazy thing about it is every time a bunch of short sellers try to short them, oh my goodness, they just keep going higher. It's like, I don't understand when that thing's going to collapse, but I mean, I got to believe that it's going to collapse at some point, but it just never happens. Like they went up to like 2000 a share or 2,500 a share. And then they had to split because like they were going to be up above Amazon's level, you know, pretty soon. And like, so they split and now what are they almost at a thousand shares or a thousand a share again? Like it's insane, yeah. man. Like it just, yeah, I don't know. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. I just wish I would have bought in when they hit like 400 a share during the Corona crash in 2020. Oh my goodness. That would have oh, been. God. If you bought <laughs> anything, I remember talking to my buddy, he had never invested in anything, but mm-hmm. everyone was bored. So you know, we were at his house and just chatting and we were talking stocks. And he's like, well, what should I buy? And I said, <laughs> the Weeble account. And I said, dude, if you buy anything right now, if you think the company's not going to go bankrupt, it's really? a great deal. And yeah. it's, sure enough, I, you know, Party City, what are they at? Like 10, 15 bucks now? Like everything. Mm-hmm. If you bought it. <laughs> what were they? Like a buck or 50 cents? <laughs> what were they yeah, at before? <laughs> I think, oh God, I don't know. There's just so much money. If I would have just left it into the certain stocks that I bought, uh, mm-hmm. God, I'd be doing this podcast right now, I'd be go sitting on a beach with <laughs> with beer right now. Yeah, yeah, I made, yeah, I made a little bit. I mean, in that time, I remember I bought like some shares of like MPC, and I want to say they were like at twenty five bucks. Um, and then I bought. Um, I don't know. Was it Dave and Buster's? They were like 10 or nine. I don't know. They were pretty low. I remember I made a little bit there, but I would have made a lot more if I would have just bought that stuff and just held it until now. Like, Oh my goodness. Like I remember like space was like at eight bucks or nine bucks at the low. I mean, of course I didn't know, you know, exactly when the low was going to be, 
I bought a couple weeks after things seemed kind of stabilized a little bit, but yeah, I remember making a little bit, but Oh my goodness, if I would have just held on to that stuff, like, geez, <laughs> I didn't think we'd be like at all time highs again by the end of, by the end of the year. But yeah, it just recovered that fast. Yeah. And it still makes zero sense. Like I get, you know, things are recovering stuff starting to open and stuff, but to be at all time highs and, you know, keep on hating all time highs when, we're allegedly going to be shutting stuff down for the rest of our lives and, you know, nothing's going back to normal. It's then why is everything, you know, priced the way it is? It None of this makes sense to me, but you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the market. Yeah. We were talking about it a lot too. Like that some companies um, as well, like through different like stimulus packages and stuff, like some of them are just having to take on more debt to stay afloat and like, these stories come out about, you know, companies that are having to do this. And then like, and you know, these different stimulus packages come out and sometimes the indexes will rip and things will happen because of them. And it's like, well, it doesn't really mean that a lot of the companies are any better off financially. <laughs> They're having to take on like more loans and more debt just to stay afloat. But yeah, it's like, we were talking about David Busters. I remember oh, recently God. we were just like, why are they priced at this level? <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, it's like, yeah, that was just the craziest thing. Like if we, you know, this kind of thing happens, whatever, every 10 years or, you know, it comes around, um, you know, we had the dot com uh, thing around the 2000 time frame, And then, you know, we had the 07, 08, when the real estate market collapsed and like, you know, every 10 years or so something rolls through and, you know, trashes the market and like, yeah, I just got to keep it in mind that in, you know, eight years or 10 years, whenever the next collapse happens and the indexes pull back about 30%. Yeah. We just got to, you know, not be afraid to jump in and, you know, grab a hundred shares of this, grab a hundred shares of that and just, you know, realize that eventually things are going to rebound and those are going to be some massive gains. Yeah, I was just, I just pulled up a chart. I remember like right, it's probably towards the bottom of the crash. Didn't you sell a Boeing 50 put? Yeah, I did. I <laughs> sold, it was like a Boeing 50 and didn't expire for like two years or something. I want to say yeah. it was like 2022 and yeah, they were trading around 130 or 150 or something. It was pretty far, pretty far away from the money. And yeah, they just kind of kept ticking up a little bit. I think I sold it for like 1200 bucks, And then they just kind of stayed flat or ticked up a little bit. And only a month passed. And the thing lost like half of its value. So I bought it back at a 50% profit. And I was like, damn, I made like 600 bucks in a month. <laughs> on this thing that was like super far away from the money. Yeah. Those are like the opportunities for sure that you have. Cause I remember when we were talking about it too, uh, you know, we were just watching the sell off. Like, Oh man, we're down 10% today, 12% today. And then the next day we're up 10% and then boom, next day it's down another 10. Like it was crazy volatility. And like, I remember at the bottom, you and I were still talking like, ah, I don't want to buy yet because I think it's going lower, you know? And I think, I think that's when space was like at nine bucks a share. Ford was at like <laughs> three bucks a share. 
oh man, the prices were so good. I remember NPC was at 16 bucks a share. And then I didn't buy in until like two weeks later when I was like, oh wow, it looks like things are really going the other direction, you know, because the big sell-off swings kind of leveled out and things were kind of flattening and creeping back up. And I was like, oh man, dude, those, those prices were looking pretty good. Yeah, that's what irritates me too about um, like companies like Ford, and I get it because you know everything was everything just looked dire. It looked like the world was going to end, <laughs> and that's why I bought a bunch of Ford shares. Was they were paying a dividend, and I'm like, seems like a great deal to me. At, you know, three bucks a share, I'm in. So I bought it, and then they cut their dividend. And I was like, well, what the hell am I holding on to these shares for? <laughs> They're not going to pay me a dividend, but yeah. it's the market's. I get it. Like it's you're speculating on a company. You're like, Oh, this company's going to do great. Like Tesla, people just jump onto this thing. Whereas Ford has a proven track record and you know, they have enough cash in hand. They did it through, you know, all of these recessions mm-hmm. where they don't have to take out loans. They don't have to, you know, they're not increasing crap and they're a great company, but it's like, Oh man, you're going to cut my dividend. I, I can't get into that. And then they just jump. I don't know, man. I Ford, sorry, Tesla fanboys. I would take <laughs> Ford over Tesla. I think they're a better company. They sell way more vehicles. I get that, you know, Elon Musk is going to put chips in people's brains and stuff. <laughs> cool. And spaceships. But, man, I just, I don't get Tesla. They just irritate me every time I look at their freaking chart. Yeah, if you're going to make any plays on them, you better be ready for some volatility. Like, it's nuts, man. All right. Did you have anything anything else you were looking at uh, going into next week? No, I think that's about it. Um, As far as any kind of earnings plays and stuff, just some of those probably big names. Take a look at IV percentile and whatnot and probably try to hit the – top IV stuff and kind of do some neutral positions. So yeah, that's about it for me. All right. Um, yeah, definitely everyone. Uh, we've got quite a bit of uh, people subscribing to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're getting a lot of listens on everything. We're going to try and do this you know, every weekend where me and James get together and do the chat together and kind of, you know, bounce ideas back and forth. Uh, but definitely you got to check out the YouTube channel where we've got a bunch of videos and we update things over there. I'm trying to bring over a lot of the videos, uh, especially that James has done to the podcast or uh, yeah, to the podcast, converting the audio. So if you listen to it and you're like, well, what's he talking about? It's because I'm pulling the audio from the YouTube videos. And uh, so if he says, well, you see right here, you know, realize that's from the YouTube video. So, you know, if you go over to our YouTube channel, uh, which is WS trades, then, you know, you'll be able to see what's actually going on. I'm just pulling the audio off of those. And, you know, I'm trying to do a lot of, uh, the podcast because that's, you know, when I'm at work, I don't listen to music anymore. It's just all podcasts. So I want to keep that going where people can, you know, like, I like these where me and you get together where it's like longer form 
where people can, you know, download it and, you know, get to work, go for a walk, do, you know, whatever they're doing and just listen to us, you know, babble about our, you know, dumb plays we make and then uh, <laughs> just kind of, you know, just kind of get their mind off of stuff. So trying to do a lot of the podcast stuff. You just, we just got so much stuff going on, man. You got to check out all of our stuff, the YouTube, the website, uh, the podcast. We got a lot of stuff. So definitely subscribe to everything. The links are in the bios of this YouTube. It's everywhere. So definitely uh, just keep an eye on everything because we're updating stuff constantly. All right, man. I guess that will be it for today. And then, um, yeah, tomorrow, are you going to do an update video tomorrow on some stuff you get into? Yeah, if I can do some opening plays, I will definitely try to throw those. I know I've done a couple of short bids um, this weekend just on some closing plays and stuff. But, yeah, it might make uh, sense to also do some shorts um, on opening plays as well because I know one of those got a couple hundred views pretty quick. So that might be something that, you know, might work out well. So, yeah, I'll try to get something out there maybe tomorrow. All right. Yeah, I'm um, been super busy with work, so I'm not – I haven't been looking at a lot of charts, so I don't know how much stuff I'm going to get into tomorrow. Like I mentioned, the SPY and TAN, uh, ICLN, I'll probably get into those tomorrow. So definitely check out the YouTube videos because we'll update. You know, we usually do – me and James will do like a Monday where we get into stuff and like a midweek on Wednesday and then – closing you know if we you know closed out of positions and how we did on it so definitely got to subscribe to uh the youtube channel and subscribe to uh the podcast as well because i'll pull the audio and and put it on here for you guys to listen to but i think that's it so i guess i'll see you on the next one man all right man sounds good have a good one you too